This week's podcast proudly brought to you by Kent Cartridge. See, I made the mistake of buying the cheapest shot shells I could find when I first started duck hunting, and I would literally I'd watch feathers fly off of birds as they gave me a middle finger and flew off unscathed. That's when I switched over to Kent, and I was bartending and waiting tables at the time in college, and money was tight, but Kent offered me a great product at a fair price, and I've never looked back. Of course, now we have uh, Fast Deal 2.0. They just released Fast Steel Plus for this upcoming season, and with Dove season on the horizon, we've got Steel Dove, and then Teal Steel for early teal season. Whatever your shotgunning needs are for this fall, Kent has you covered. You can find all of their products at kentcartridge.com. Dot com. This week's show brought to you by Ducks Unlimited, an organization that I've been plugged into for, gosh, over 15 years now. From the Alaskan wilderness to the Atlantic Flyway, across America's Great Plains, and down the Mississippi Delta, Ducks Unlimited has been leading the way in wetlands conservation since 1937. The DU family has ensured the protection of over 16 million acres of waterfowl habitat. Think about that. So, come join us. You too can carry on DU's conservation legacy. Visit ducks.org to find your local event and join our volunteer team, Ducks Unlimited, the world's leader in wetlands conservation. Of course, it had to be the song De Jour, Oliver Anthony's Richmond, North of Richmond, kicking things off for us on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. This is episode 690. Uh, thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mossberg, as well. Thanks to you for being here. It is a pleasure, a treat, an honor to be talking hunting, fishing, the great outdoors, and all that implies with you fine folks. We've got a great show lined up for you today. I'll tell you all about it momentarily, but uh, yeah, man, uh, Oliver Anthony, he's become a viral sensation essentially overnight. I heard that song, uh, an old friend who actually moved to Virginia, uh, Seth Rowney, longtime friend and listener of the show, uh, he sent me that clip about 10 days ago. By the end of this past week, um, Oliver had gone from like, 30,000 Instagram followers to, last time I checked, he was up over 300,000. I don't know. Joe Rogan posted the song, too, so he's pro he might have a million by now. But you know what? That's great, because that's real country music. Those are real issues, and that song expresses how Americans really feel in 2023. If you haven't heard it yet, check it out. Oliver Anthony, Richmond, north of Richmond. Anyway, what are we doing today? Well, let me tell you. You know what to do. Pull up that stool a little closer to the old campfire. Pour yourself another cup of that black rifle coffee out of granddaddy's beat-up old Stanley Thermos, the one with mud caked on it from waterfowl seasons that have long come and gone. Because, um, oh, one sad note before I tell you. Sorry to just totally get derailed here, but um, if you've listened to the show for a significant length of time, maybe up until the last, maybe until like COVID even, 
there was about a seven or eight year stretch where Captain Lynn Gerard would come on the show, mm, I don't know, every eight, ten weeks, sometimes more frequently, but he would provide her coastal fishing report and some humor, as he always had some crazy tales to share regarding, and he wasn't shy about throwing his clients under the bus. I don't know if those clients ever rebooked, <laughs> but um, he didn't use names. But the salty old sea dog, more like the lovable, affable Captain Lynn Gerard passed away last week. I don't even know how. Uh, it's so crazy because we spoke on the phone like three weeks ago and had planned a, a little on-air reunion, a coastal fishing report, and it had been a couple years since Lynn had been on the show. But yeah, we were going to bring him back and had talked about it in detail, and then I found out he, he died. So, rest in peace, Captain Lynn, until that next great fishing trip in the sky, my friend. Um, what are we doing today? Well, if Captain Lynn's the salty old sea dog, uh, this guy that's joining us in studio is the waterfowl version of that. My good friend Bo Saucier of Hunt Outlaw is here for the duration. So, we've got a lot of uh, waterfowling to get into. Plus, <laughs> there's never a dull moment with Bo. As he's got that Cajun blood throwing through his veins, and uh, it makes for a, a very lively... Oh, and he's a great storyteller, too. So, uh, yes, all things ducks, waterfowl, decoy spreads, you name it. We're going to get into all of that on today's presentation with uh, early teal season, fast approaching, which, you know, in Texas, if you... I enjoy early teal season. The heat doesn't bother me. The mosquitoes, eh, yeah, they're a little annoying. But it's um, it's one of those things where if I'm going to go early teal hunting, I want to go to the coast, go to the rice paddies. I've chased them on North Texas reservoirs. They're there one day, gone the next, and it's really just hit or miss. We can have some great hunts and some absolute skunks as well. You know, you all know the deal. But uh, certainly looking forward to having Bo join us for today's presentation. Uh, let's do a quick giveaway. How about a couple boxes of teal steel? from Kent Cartridge with uh, Teal Season Nigh Upon Us. Nigh Upon Us. It's, it sounds like Old English, but I think that's correct, right? I don't know. We're going to go with it. Uh, teal Season's almost here, dang it. And if you want to win two boxes of Kent Cartridge Teal Steel, this is, I think these are number fives, uh, just email the word Cajun, that's Cajun, to Lone Star Outdoor Show at gmail.com. And you are entered into today's Kent Cartridge giveaway. And we'll throw in a, a camo Kent cap as well. Uh, let's knock out a break. Up next, Bo Saucier of Hunt Outlaw joins us on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. If you're looking for a new gun safe, you need to check out the Performance Firearm Storage Solutions from Securit. Unlike traditional safes, Securit products are designed to perform for you. They're lightweight, so you can discreetly store them in any room in the house, and the interior is completely customizable to fit your guns and gear. I would know, I've got four of them. Their fast access storage system keeps my guns and optics organized so they never touch each other or get damaged, and I'm never more than an arm's length away from a firearm. The best part, they're always running great sales. Head over to securitgunstorage.com backslash cable to see their latest promotion, and you can thank me later. 
The granddaddy of all hunting shows is back. The 2023 Hunters Extravaganza, August 18th through the 20th at the Freeman Coliseum Expo Hall. Fun for the whole family. Check out hunting seminars, all the latest hunting equipment, last season's best bucks from our annual deer contest, and for the little hunters, games, live alligators, snakes, and more. For details and tickets, go to huntersextravaganza.com. August 18th through the 20th at the Freeman Coliseum Expo Hall. The 2023 Hunters extravaganza hey this is troy landry from swamp people and thanks for listening to the long star outdoor show when you get down the fiddle and you get down the bow kick off your shoes and you throw them on the floor dance in the kitchen till the morning light Ah, uh, yes, the late, great Mel McDaniel, Louisiana, Saturday night, bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show, presented by Mossberg Firearms. Cable Smith here with you, and we're about to check in with everybody's favorite Cajun duck guide, Bo Saucier. First, though, this segment brought to you by SCI, the worldwide leader in big game conservation. I am a proud member, and I think you should become one as well, because... There's no group of folks who are more passionate about protecting our rights as sportsmen and women than SCI. They do it both internationally and here domestically, and that's often overlooked because most of the fight occurs right here in our own country as far as politicians and anti-hunting regulations being introduced by those scumbags. So yeah, check us out over at safariclub.org. We'd love to have you. All right, well, joining us now here in studio, my longtime friend, and uh, when it comes to uh, waterfowling, there are a few guys that I enjoy hunting with more than Bo Saucier. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So uh, how in the heck have you been? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Just uh, working and getting ready for getting ready for season. Yeah. Same old grind. Oh, I think this is the first time I've ever recorded a show in a cutoff sleeve shirt, and I don't know if that's an an indictment on me or you. <laughs> Works though. Yeah. Ready for a cold beer? How about you? Yeah, I'm disappointed. I don't have one right now. Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your service, by the way. I don't know if we've ever talked about that on the show. Oh man, pleasure of a lifetime. Um, Sometimes. When? So where where did you serve? Iraq. Yeah. Iraq twice. I've known you for like 13 or 14 years. We, we don't, we never talk about that. You, you always seem so well adjusted. Your head's on a swivel. There's a lot of guys that have come back from those conflicts and not, you know, not been so fortunate. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with finding something that you can, uh, you can focus on. Like you used to focus on your unit, mm-hmm. you used to focus on your PT, your marksmanship, everything. When you get out of the, when you get out, when you come offline, you don't have that kind of structure anymore. So you have to, not saying that people don't have self-discipline, but you've got to find something to devote yourself to, uh, like you, like you used to devote yourself to, to your team. And, uh, it can be anything. It can be, it can be a new team. It can be a, uh, it can be your, your work, your, you know, your civilian job. It can be, it can be anything. It can be a hobby, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, the outdoors, anything hiking uh just something keep your body moving keep your mind occupied and uh put that thing put that stuff behind you and uh take the take the good baggage that uh that it gave you take what you learned take the in my case the the army values and the uh you know just a lot of the the team discipline that i learned and i keep it with me every day and i try to i try to apply it to everyday life and so you're 
your your real job is you're a duck guide, and then you you kind of moonlight as what I think you're an EMT. What are you? I uh, I work I sell medical equipment to the federal government. You were an EMT when we met. I was a nurse. A nurse. Yeah. Are you a, are you a nurse fucker? I am. I am. <laughs> Greg's, yeah. a, Greg's a male I nurse. Guess, <laughs> I, yeah, Bo's a, Bo's a male nurse too, but Bo, uh, Bo had to get out of that. I still keep my I, I still keep my credentialing. Uh-huh. Uh, but I uh, that. we talked about that. I knew I'm offline. I, I don't do that anymore. I, it not no wasn't the right culture fit coming from uh, coming from combat arms army to nursing. I did it. I did it, and I did it well for nine years. But uh-huh. it's just uh, it's not the not the culture for me. And I got a good fit now working back with. Uh, with the military, with, uh, with federal agencies and, uh, doing a little bit of training and, uh, hmm. pretty, uh, pretty good gig. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, obviously when we first met, it was through, uh, dove hunting and, um, I, I, I wasn't a dad yet, but then like, as that progressed, um, I have pictures of Henry mm-hmm. out in the dove field hunting with you guys. And he's in a stroller. In a he's, stroller. He's like, I don't yep. know, nine months old. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that with his little earmuffs on. Yeah. Out there, out there in the Graco out in the out at field three. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and sometimes I would get your girlfriend at the time, Katie, now your wife. Uh she would she would tend to him so we could shoot a few mm-hmm. more birds. And, yep. Yep. Yeah. She's doing the same thing for her her two little ones now. Mm-hmm. Yep. We got uh we got a one and a four now. Yeah. You know, like you said, man, 10 years ago, Henry was in a stroller, right? And now he's, now he's running around in the house and everything. It's can't believe it's the same kid. I mean, he's time flies. four deer yeah. at, at this point in the Turkey. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes by fast, you know, just watching, watching the guys that went, became fathers before me, like, you know, like you. Yeah. Yeah, I look at my t- my two right now. I'm like, man, I can't wait till you get out of diapers. You know, and then you hear someone say, like, man, you're gonna miss it one day. It's gonna be gone before you know it. I don't you miss know? that. I don't miss. Yeah, that. I don't miss it. I, no. I, yeah, I don't miss the fact when they that can wipe their own diapers. ass and make yeah. their own bowl of cereal in the morning. Yeah, and and then make their own lunch. Yeah, and then ride their bike to school. Now you're doing it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, now yeah. you're doing it. Now I yeah. think <laughs> this is the sweet spot because then they're gonna turn into little <laughs> when they're teenagers. Oh yeah, especially my daughters. My daughters, what? they're eight. They're so sweet to me. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they're the ones that I'm more like. Oh, it's not going to be. You like know, that. I'm not. I'm. People are going to tell me I don't know what I'm talking about, but man, I'm. I feel like I'm more geared to deal with a teenage attitude than I am of three or four nager. Yeah, those are yeah. the worst. Yeah, two to like five is not good. And then, I mean, yeah, but you, and once you hit five, yeah, and they can start being a little self sufficient, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can only you can only bust that ass so much if they're not getting it. You just got a knucklehead on Wait, your you hands. Wait, you spank your kids? Oh get, yeah, get out of here. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can kindly. Leave. Yeah, no, no, I, no, I spank my I'm kids a, too. I'm a proud. <laughs> I'm a proud one. Yeah, I've Although, got ten, I got tennis elbow from my four year old right I now. I told I told Henry I was like if you if you don't this was the other day I was like if you don't do what I say right now I'm gonna whoop you. <laughs> and then I thought about it, and I was like when was the last time you got whooping? It's been like I don't think I've spanked him in a year uh-huh. like, because now. That he's discovered technology. The uh-huh. thing that, that that really leaves an imprint on him is, hey, no, no iPad for you, you know, right? And right. That, that pisses him off. Grounding, you know, that was that was my that was my thing coming up. Uh, I was I had a pellet rifle or mm-hmm. a bow and arrow glued to my hand yeah. at all times. If I wasn't in school, that's what I was doing. Or if it wasn't if I wasn't playing baseball or basketball or something like that, that's what I was doing. And uh, 
if if I messed up or something and it was hey, don't get it out of the gun cabinet for a week. That was mm-hmm. the worst. Mm-hmm. That was the worst. And yeah. uh yeah, you start taking you start taking away the things that they're they care about you. That's that's way more leverage than a than Thank a uh, than a red behind. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um so going back to last duck season, I hunted with you the the next to last day. Next to the last day. We had a great season. hunt. Jojo, who I was, you know, kind of he- just hesitant to hunt her with that many people. Like she'd mm-hmm. only done a handful of hunts. It was her first season, and she did awesome that day. Mm-hmm. Made one retrieve from from the blind across water, dry land, back through the water. Yeah. And uh was you know, really, really impressed me. I was proud of her that day. Yeah, she um, was. I mean, that, that was. Now she's got a knee issue, though, so I got to sort that out. Well, and you know as well as anyone, I've you you were there when mine did yeah. the same thing in that in that same field that we were talking. And about And I knew earlier. exactly what it was because yep. my first lab, Maverick, had done the same thing. Yeah, his ACL. So, yep. but they both they both recovered. So hopefully she'll be. She's probably going to miss most of this season, but. Well, uh, yeah, that was the thing with like I was telling you earlier, but with Mia, my uh, my lab that passed on last uh, last duck season, she had both of them done. Uh, mm-hmm. The time me and you were hunting together, she blew that the left one out. That following March, she blew the the right one out, and we did the the TPLO uh, total knee re- total uh, total knee replacement yeah. at the uh, Dallas Surgery Center, mm-hmm. and uh, they they did really good work uh gave really good rehab everything like that great discharge instructions all that good stuff and uh i don't think she'd have lived as long as she did without uh without their help yeah there yeah well that's the thing so she's this dog jojo has blown out both of them so mm-hmm. it's like yep uh, it's been a she hasn't really done much since uh the end of the season they were because they said oh she sprained her mcl when we took her the first time oh misdiagnosis no uh, she ended up blowing out her right one. And then I think typically, like you said, Mia and Maverick both blew both of their back ACLs out, right? If, if they're prone mm-hmm. to one, they're going to, they're going to compensate for that injury on right. the other one. And then it's going to weaken. And they're going to blow yep. that one out eventually. But this dog literally has both of them blown out Yep, and they won't do both surgeries at the same time. So it's going to be do one eight weeks later, do the other one. Uh, but they've, you know, there's optimism that she'll make a full recovery and still be able to to hunt hard. Good. I mean, those these dogs, you know, they are they are extreme athletes, mm-hmm. and uh, they don't half step anything. They're when it's when you get in that blind, they're not gonna they're not gonna limp Mm-mm. just because they're hurt. They're gonna they're gonna give they're gonna they're gonna step on the gas, and uh, if it's one canine cruciate ligament that's uh, doing the work of two, they're gonna blow that out, and they're, they're not gonna care. They're probably gonna f- try to finish the retrieve. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They just they they don't know how to half step and they don't know how to take a day off without getting down about no, it. No, and we were talking about when I was telling you off the air about what happened to her, like it's really hunting dogs that are prone to it. Or you could say like working. I'm sure a lot of those frisbee dogs suffer the same type of injury. You know, oh, the ones that work <laughs> that you know, like I haven't seen a good frisbee dog in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm sure that they do. I'm, I'm sure, sure they they're, do. They're, they're, they're running and cutting mm-hmm. and are extreme athletes. Like, but. The, the neighbor's lap down the street. That dog ain't tearing its ACL. Just no. going on a walk every night. <laughs> yeah. Nope. They're not exerting themselves enough to do that. Yeah. But um, but it's the luck of the draw. There's no there's no rhyme or reason. You know, out of a uh, a litter of eight or nine, maybe only one of them does it. And I had the pick of the litter. Yep. And it's, I feel bad. Rusty feels terrible. Uh, we've talked about it. You know, but it probably not going to have a dog for this season. Um, 
which sucks. It makes me not as amped up to want to go duck hunting um, because that's my favorite part about it. But just totally random on which one it happens to and which one it doesn't. Yep. I had a, a good a good buddy of mine. He was a, a veterinarian in North Louisiana, and he uh, he told me the best thing you can do for a for a lab for a hunting dog that, that you have to do, not the best thing you can do, something that is absolutely crucial, is make sure they maintain a healthy weight uh, until they until they mature. Don't let them get overweight yeah. as a pup. They get overweight as a pup, they'll start pushing off with both back legs on the takeoff, and they start mm-hmm. running like that. They, that's bad for their hips, bad for their knees, everything. Just keep them, keep them a good, uh, a good ideal weight. Yeah, which was kind of why it was so shocking that she got hurt because she's tiny. She only weighs forty nine pounds. Um, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk uh, your favorite beer, Bud Light, of course, um, decoy spreads, how to keep clients happy when it's a slow day in the duck blind, and uh, a whole bunch more. That segment. Brought to you by the all-new Switchback Carbon Tripod from Vortex. It packs light, adapts fast, and stands solid under both glass and gun. The Switchback delivers superior strength-to-weight ratio, making it easy to switch from glassing to shooting in seconds. To save some dough on the all-new Switchback, use the code LONESTAR10 at checkout at eurooptic.com. We'll be right back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Some say a silenced gunshot is the baddest sound out there. At Silencer Central, we have another favorite. It's the sound of silence delivered to your front door. When you buy from Silencer Central, we handle your application, set you up with a free NFA gun trust, and deliver your silencer straight to you. With an average 90-day turnaround time when you use eForms, buying a silencer is simpler than ever. Visit silencercentral.com and we'll help you get started. Time to tell you about Protect products. Veteran-owned and made in the USA, Protect makes your water work harder for you in the field. They have a hydration electrolyte formula for endurance and replenishment. It's perfect for elk hunting, right? Uh, energy formula for when you need an extra kick. Immunity for optimizing the immune system. And one of my favorites, the rest formula to ensure deep sleep and proper recovery. All the formulas are liquid, so they mix instantly in your water bottle or camelback. And the cool thing is, They don't gunk them up like a powder with that messy residue. They also have an easy-to-use line of mineral sunscreen for quick and odorless application and all-day protection in the field. For more info, head over to Protect.com to see their entire lineup. That's Protect, P-R-O-T-E-K-T.com. I'm Stella. And I'm Frankie. And you're listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. He was strong, he was stout, there ain't no doubt, but I was faster. Yeah, I've been under the lights on a few Saturday nights. That's our very own Wynn Williams bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoors show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Cable Smith here with you. We're still visiting with our longtime friend and uh, waterfowl guide, Bo Saucier. Before we get back into that conversation, though, this segment is brought to you by Armasite and the 640 Contractor, changing the game in thermal imaging quality and technology. Most user-friendly thermal optic that I've ever used, and I've used a lot of them. 
Uh, the image quality is impeccable. And uh, my favorite thing is the interface. Like I said, just it's so easy. I can do it. So if I can do it, you can do it. And you can find the contractor, both the 320 and its big brother, the 640, right there at armasite.com. And with that being said, let's get back into that conversation with our good buddy, Bo. You know, after that hunt, though, I think we had a couple Bud Lights. That was back when it was still kosher to drink that. Yeah, that was, that was back, when, <laughs> uh, back when you could do what you wanted without being judged by anyone. <laughs> yeah. So you've been a Bud Light guy. I've never really liked it. But was that hard for you when you were like, I, gotta, I can't drink the tranny beer anymore? Well, it wasn't so much that. It was uh, with me... People can do it, or they maybe want. you still drink it. I don't know. Uh, I I don't. Uh, but honestly, I gotta I gotta call it like it is. Last season, last duck season, the night before opening day, we were all together at my house. Uh, me, Josh Green, Tom Rasmussen, uh, my wife Katie, everyone. We we're all all getting amped up to go to go hunting the next morning. And uh, Josh brought over a case of Coors Light. When I said, hey, stop and get some beer, he brought over some Coors Light. I was like, man, this stuff's good. I had, <laughs> it was a good little change of pace, you yeah. know? And uh, so I'd been, I'd been drinking, uh, drinking, drinking the Coors Light, the Silver Bullet, since, uh, oh, since November. Yeah. And then the Bud Light thing came out, and I was like, man, I was, I was ready to switch back. But, you know, I'm not going to uh, – I don't like letting the – the the hype machine tell me what to do and what not to do and how to cancel and who to cancel but i just that it was a it was a tactical error on their part and mm-hmm. i'm sure there's there's executives at uh, at anheuser-busch that'll tell you the same but you know it'll it'll come it'll come everything will come around it's it ain't gonna stay i don't think they're coming forever. back i don't yeah, the, I've there's heard, too many other I've, options i've yeah, heard like, from i've heard from big sources that it's it doesn't look good, right? You know, yeah. I mean, I hope they don't go the way of Schlitz and uh, Old Milwaukee, and like, I mean, gosh, if you want a Bud Light for old time's sake, one day, you know, like, yeah, yeah. But uh, if you want flavored water, yeah, you could get a Bud Light for old time's sake. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good stuff out there. I don't, yeah, I think that's the main thing is there's so many other options. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe certainly when you and I were. I don't know, high school when we started mm-hmm. having a couple beers. There was You waited till high school? <laughs> can't there's things I can't say on the air. Yeah. Uh, uh but there was Miller, of course, Bud Light, and then like, you know, the the ones that were worse than that, Keystone and Natty, which is what we drank in college. Uh-huh. There were they didn't have all these craft brewery options and all, yep. you know. No. The the imports were there, but you, you couldn't afford those anyway back then. Yeah. Or I couldn't when I was that age. Yeah. The, so. uh, the Did ones you ever that, drink a red dog. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't like it, but no, I was red dog was red dog was an option. If, uh, if it was around when I was in high school, uh-huh. uh, that and Zima. Yeah. Remember Zima? Oh yeah. Oh, definitely I heard, had some Zima. The girls like those, the girls like those. And, uh, Oh, there was Red Dog, and there was uh, what's the other one they don't have anymore? That's the one I I, I remember. Oh, there was Bud Bud Ice, Bud Dry. Oh yeah. Uh, I think they got Bud Ice, but you can only buy it on like yeah, a, just get it like a, a fifty-five gallon drum. <laughs> take it, take it fishing from the dock with you. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's let's talk duck. duck. All right, let's talk ducks. Um, what is your what is your favorite duck to shoot? 
any uh, saying I got a favor. I mean, force mallets. If mm-hmm. I if 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 I had a someone told me it was going to be my last duck hunt and I could write the whole script for it, I'd say, man, I want to shoot. I want to shoot a a five man limit of mallards right at uh, right at daylight, and and then finish it off with uh, with some onesies twosies trickling in that we get to watch work. You know, on a on a clear day, watch them work and work and work and finish them and shoot them, and then finish out like that at about ten o'clock. I like, think the best looking strap might be five drakes greenheads in. A bull sprig kicker. Yeah, you go, you go to, you, you go to a hole, and you know it's going to be mallards, and there's a whole bunch of wood ducks on there, and you're by yourself. You just you and your dog. You pick out the prettiest, the prettiest green heads you can, and then just let them work. Try not to educate too much, and then you see that big old, that big old nice Drake wood duck come by, bust him too, grab mm-hmm. him, and get off that hole, man. Take a picture with the truck. That's a uh, that's a good day right there. What All you right. So greenheads, your answer. What is what is the duck that when it comes in you're like, ugh. Uh, because I don't have that duck. I shoot all of them, but there yeah. are ones that I like better than others. Well, for some reason, and call me crazy, for some reason, as a guide, I know a lot of clients don't like shooting divers, right? Mm-hmm. But man, sometimes, sometimes it's what it's what's there. It, yeah. You know, these these things we don't we don't order them from Amazon. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's what shows up in your hunts tomorrow. And hey, man, we got two options. Uh, you can either take the take the long the long ride out west and uh, meet us out there. It's covered with gray ducks, widgeon, a couple of mallards, you know, stuff like that. Good good bag. But if y'all want to just put, pack every shell you have and just hope, you know, and all, and bring some more buddies with you, there's a we did this one time up in uh, up north of here. Get as many people as you can, and this hole is covered covered with uh, with ringnecks and teal. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna it's gonna be a be a shoot like you've never seen, and uh, sometimes people will go for that. But if you don't want to shoot divers, I get it. What I have a theory because I've cleaned ringnecks and I've eaten them and I've done everything with them. I put them in a gun, you know, cook a gumbo with that and everything. I like to shoot them. I'm telling you, it's they get up. They have a bad reputation because they're hard to clean. You can't. You can't. Yeah, that's the reason why. Skin them. them. You got to pluck them. Yeah. You know, you got to pluck them. But then once you shoot them, you are now obligated to clean it. Right. So you know, like, okay, well, this sucks, but now I got to clean this ringneck. But yeah, I think a lot of people just don't like messing with them because, like I said, they are uh, they are so hard to 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 they're impossible to skin. The skin doesn't separate off the breast. You gotta you gotta pluck the if you want to breast it out, mm-hmm. you gotta pluck everything. And once you've done once you've plucked the whole breast, you might as well pluck the whole bird and then gut it. And yeah, there you go. But uh, but on the same token, a wood duck is the same way. You can't you can't skin a wood duck either. You gotta you gotta you gotta pluck them. And but that a wood duck is a wood duck. I mean that's a that's yeah. a morsel, man. That's a that's as good as it gets right there. They eat acorns. They taste pretty good. They they, they do. If there's an acorn that falls in the water somewhere, a wood duck's gonna find it. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, ringnecks are certainly a pretty duck. When you, a drake, anyway, when when you get them up close and they've got that nice purple sheen and they're fully, you know, plumed out. Ah, it's a striking bird. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I look, if I'm going hunting by myself, me and a couple of buddies. 
And uh, it's, you know, a weekday. We're out on Lake Ray Roberts. We're out of, you know, somewhere. And a bunch of ringnecks come in. If you think I'm not shooting that right now, you are <laughs> on some. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a duck hunter. I'm not a, you know... I, now, if I've scout, if I if I was able to scout the place and I was and I knew that at some point, some something something is due to come in based off my based off my timely scout for that hunt. Mm-hmm. Well, then no, I might not. But if I if I'm just going make a make a little hunt, yeah, I'm I'm killing my limit and getting out of there. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite pictures in my in the uh, annals of my my duck hunting career is. Uh, it's a photo of my, my brother and I and my previous dog, Bell. And we were on Cooper, uh, public hunting, and we had... We at had, the moist soil area? Do what? On, at, at that moist soil area? No, no, not there. I've hunted there. Okay. Uh, but that place, gets cr- that, that place gets crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although, uh, if you're willing to wait, I shouldn't be giving away all these, these secrets on the air, but... So, the lake closes at noon. If mm-hmm. you're willing to wait on that that flooded wetland until noon because all the boats start leaving the lake 10, 10 30 and they start, they start pushing the birds back onto the, the wetland. Yes. So if you wait, Hey, here they come, they're coming back because now they've been, you know, they've been molested by the, 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 the oh, boats wow. leaving. Yeah. So you gotta be off that wetland at noon too. Uh, of course you do. Oh. But what I'm saying is if you wait until noon, if you're there in, until it's time to leave, Oh, unload at noon is what you're saying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, like I got you. They start pushing the birds back to you. Ten thirty. I got you. Eleven, eleven thirty. Here come starts come. Here come the ducks. You know, you, he's like he's both like giving me a timeout. Like, dude, you gotta <laughs> like, be off. Well, wait I'm a minute. Like, Whoa. I know. I thought you meant like, oh yeah, sleep in and go out there at noon. And, no, no. But look, if, I mean, still, you get there, you shoot a few birds, and you know, it's sun up, and then you're just you patiently just wait until the guys on the lake get bored because they're not staying until uh-huh. noon. Most of them. I got and you. And then they start pushing the birds back to you yeah uh, but but that wasn't this hunt so this this was my brother and i in this photo we have 12 drake ringnecks laid up on this log it's just like one of my my favorite photos of all time perfect yeah. you know that's that's what's there that's what you went for it's ringnecks that showed up you know it's like i understand not eating the licorice jelly bean that you pull out of the bag but you know if it's the only one in there right what are you gotta do you <laughs> that's know? a good comparison but you gotta you got you gotta do what you gotta do and they get a bad rap, and uh, I mean, I get it. People, people don't want to shoot them because everyone knows it's a bad rap to shoot them. But yeah. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I I make no bones about them. It's no, I'll, I'll, if a, if you know, I'm guiding a client group. It's a uh, you want to shoot these ringnecks? Y'all want to wait? Whatever, whatever y'all want to do. I, mm. I want to shoot them. Very, very rarely do I have someone that's like, I'm not shooting that. Yeah, and, and if they're okay. Yeah. So rarely, because I guess it, most it happens. Aren't you'll, you'll get the you'll get the you'll get the one guy out there that's uh you know his groups uh, you know he's the he's the the honcho for his group and uh, he's like no no we don't want to shoot these no yeah because I'm not gonna eat them you know that'll be that'll generally be what it is you yeah. know so it's a, a, a not shooting them for a honorable reason I guess if sure. you're not gonna eat them well then why shoot them you know so mm-hmm. but then uh. No, no. I mean, that, that they is, want to wait on something sense. else. Hey, we we put we served them up to you, but uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it happens. It, it it happens. You get you get you get in ringer in ringer trouble every now and then. If uh, depending on the time of the year, you know, mm-hmm. it, sometimes they 
they get on you. It's just like having crabgrass in your yard, you know? Like, man, some, some years you don't see them. Some years you're wading through them. Yeah. You know? Well, uh, now that we've admitted that we have no shame in smashing a pile of ring necks in the face, uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, get your take on the least intelligent duck species versus the most cunning. That segment brought to you by Big and J Whitetail Attractant and Black Rifle Coffee. We'll be right back on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Trying to fit a square block in a round hole. Heart of darkness facing a thousand bloodshot eyes. We'll know when we get there. I'm Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here, reminding you we're not your typical archery club. We're a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. Looking for a thermal hog hunt near DFW? Then Three Curl Outfitters has you covered. Offering fully guided thermal hunts just minutes south of Dallas, guides scout daily to put you on the bacon. Using thermal imaging technology to hunt feeders, crop fields, and river bottoms, you get unlimited hogs and no kill fees. Visit www.3curl.com. Also offering corporate hunts and food and lodging available by request. Book at 3curl.com or call 214-455-0940. In the market for a compact track loader, check out the Bobcat Advantage, where Bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges. Whether you're looking for performance advantages, uptime protection, or quality design, Bobcat compact track loaders are the best-built machines in the industry. But don't take our word for it. Watch the videos at BobcatAdvantage.com or see Bobcat machines in person at one of our nine North Texas locations. Visit BobcatOfNorthTexas.com or call 469-586-0000 today. Run a river, catch a small owl, shoot a mallard as he flies south. Run my dog till I get that trophy for Southern Outdoors. That's Matt Prater's Southern Outdoors bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. And this segment, speaking of Mossberg, brought to you by the 940 Pro Waterfowl. It's what I've been hunting with the past two seasons. It is the evolution of Mossberg's semi-auto loading platform. The 940, here's the cool thing. You don't need to clean it. 1,500 rounds before you need to even swab the barrel or think about taking it apart. Uh, and I don't really like to clean my guns, not going to lie. I want to take it out of the safe, point it at a duck, go boom, and have it fire. Uh, yeah, that's what the 940 does. And uh, not going to break the bank either, like some of the more high-end shotguns, but you're still going to get that Mossberg performance in a reliably, ruggedly built shotgun. You can find the 940 Pro Waterfowl at Mossberg.com. With that being said, uh, let's pick it back up with our good friend Bo Saucier of Outlaw Outfitters. You know, before the break, we talked about ringnecks and how you and I don't uh, really have a racist bone in our body towards those ducks. We are equal opportunity hunters. What is, in your opinion, though, the least intelligent species, the one that when you see them circling the decoys, you know they're going to light without fail. I'll, I'll give you mine first. It, okay. I, I think it's gadwalls. Like, uh, Ooh. maybe, okay, maybe not. Dumb. They're the duck that has saved more hunts for me, though, because the mallards in Texas, it's like when I started duck hunting 20 years ago, we had more mallards. I've, I believe mm-hmm. that to be 
unequivocally true. 20 years ago? Yeah, 20 years In North ago. Texas? Yes. They were still growing peanuts up 377. Right. Yeah, you know, that, that helped a lot. Yeah. Um, but then, and this is, these are real stats. Like the Gabwall numbers have, they've gone through the roof mm-hmm. over the last decade. Mm-hmm. Those ducks have saved more hunts for me, man. And oh, yeah. They give it up easier than than mallards do. For well, sure. yeah, mallards are mallards, you know. Uh, you know, and especially down here in the area in the south where we hunt, mm-hmm. they've they've run the gauntlet. They've seen everything. They've seen all the tricks. They've heard all the calling. They've mallards are mallards are a sharp duck. Yep. They 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 are. They uh, I would say I'd consider them the professionals. You know, it's, mm-hmm. they uh, they're. They've seen On the it other all side, and, they're they're probably the smarters. That, I'd say. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Pintails sure. can be pretty wary too. They can, they can. But as far as uh, as far as the dumbest, like the birds that just do that, that just get themselves Here's and the their flight go, in, in the most trouble. Man, redheads are hard to beat. <laughs> right. You'll see redheads just out of nowhere, and then you pop up to shoot them, and you get. Five or six shots, and there's some of them still looking looking at you like, "Whoa, T man, whoa, whoa, what's all the hostility around here?" You know? Yeah, and uh, uh, there was one. There's I've got witnesses. Like once again, Josh Green, he was there. Uh, Brock Marion was there. One of our, one of our longtime hunters. Uh, some redheads came in, and they it was right when uh, Josh had got a brand new block of Dakota decoys. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way the wind was that day, we had the decoy set kind of off to the uh, across from us, and uh, and it got better sun out there and everything. Well, uh, these redheads come and light right in those brand new Dakota decoys, and everyone's getting ready to cut down on them. Well, Josh says he's like, "Whoa, ah, no, no, wait till they get out, of, get them up, get them out of my Dakotas." And it was two of them. Well, we throw the flaps, nothing. They're looking at us. They don't get up there. Anyway, it escalates into us throwing stuff and they're still swimming inside those, in those, in those decoys. (laughs) I kid you not. I took a, a, like a dirt clod off the, off the side of the bank and I threw it. And it, as soon as I, as soon as it let, as soon as I let go of it, I said, that's going to hit that bird. (laughs) It went and it hit him in the straight in the back. It came down straight on his back and he goes, he dives underwater and he comes back up and still doesn't fly. (laughs) I, True, true as the day is long. That 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 happened. So I've got witnesses. I don't know how you could go with any other species as far. Yeah, as after that, is. yeah, it was, that's that's hard to beat. Redheads ride the short bus. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the preferred shot size for a good old fashioned Cajun water swat? Oh, well, if you're talking about cage, I mean, you don't shoot the same stuff they do. <laughs> <laughs> No, but they, they, they uh, <laughs> they're still shooting lead in Louisiana. <laughs> no comment. Y'all know who y'all are, but uh, no. So what I with with anything water swatting or just or just shooting. Period. I like I like I'm of the thought and the train of mind that I want as many effective projectiles downrange as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially guiding. You know, we're we're doing a lot of a lot of longer shooting. A lot of a lot of shooting the high ones. Once everyone's shooting the all the all the all the stuff right here in the in the pocket, we're we're shooting the the far stuff and the stuff that's getting out and everything. So it's you'll very rarely you'll catch me without a three and a half in my gun, and I generally shoot uh, three and a half inch number threes, one and three eighths ounce. Hmm. Uh, I feel like with the choke I shoot, that's intense. 
It is. It is. It's an intense load. It's, uh, it, I mean, it puts for a, every load, not just like, oh, I'm going to put this with the, this will be the third option, you know, in yeah. my, in my chamber. You're talking, all of them are three and a half inch. Every single one of them. Oh, wow. Every single one. And, uh, that's coming to, it's getting hard to find them now. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I don't know what's going on with the, it's just getting hard to find three and a half. But I mean, I'm good to shoot threes, but it's, uh, I don't know. I always feel, I always feel like, when it comes down to it, after you've gotten your hunting license, after you've leased the land, after you've bought all the gear, after you've got a boat or what you've got, you've got, you you're, you're all up in it. You're, you're invested you in duck your season. dog's ACL. You've replaced your dog's <laughs> ACLs bilaterally. And now you're ready. Here it is. Let's go. You bought a, you bought, you bought a $1,500 shotgun. And then you buy the cheapest shells you can find to seal the deal on all that. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. I'm gonna. I'm putting. I'm putting every advantage I can get. Uh-huh. And I'm not. I'm a. I'm a pretty good shot. Yeah. Uh, I. I am putting every advantage I can uh, when it comes time for the for to seal to seal the deal and to tie it up with these with these animals. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. A few years ago, someone had given me a box of three and a half inch heavy steel three and a half inch uh or one and three eighths ounce number threes and with the kicks high flyer modified choke that i use it i mean it just a mm-hmm. you know i it, it's just a great combo the, it, it holds it holds pattern density it uh it's steady and uh it hits hard at long range and that with the number threes as opposed to a number two a a duck at range that's just that, that smaller number three. Not only are you getting more pellets downrange, but I feel like those just that one size, that one shot size smaller, it's not going to try to pile up feathers before it gets to the meat and starts creating some terminal ballistics. That smaller projectile is going to get in between those feathers more easily mm-hmm. and, uh, and start uh, getting into getting into the flesh and breaking bones and being, uh, being lethal. Uh, a duck with a broken wing is not going to go very far. So no, he might dive on you, but uh, <laughs> if you break that wing, he's toast. Oh yeah, he's 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 toast. But you know as well as I do, there ain't nothing like it. just a good old dish rag. Oh, one that's the they're, best. They're, I'm spoiled though. The I don't back of their head hits the water first. You know, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I'm lucky enough to just. About this time every year, just four cases of Kent just show up at the house. Yeah, there you go. So, Maybe I'll get that lucky. Yeah. But, um, I know a guy that could bring you a box at least. Yeah, well, they just released this Fast Steel Plus too, which I got to test on. So we this is a, a duck load, and it's their new like premium load, um, and we tested it on sandhill cranes in the Panhandle last year, like number threes, dude, just murdered them. Nice, big like cranes, and you're just dropping them with uh, number threes, three inch. So I'll bring you some of that. But back to the water swatting, the ground swatting, whatever we want to call it. Uh, my thoughts on it are: it's never how we want to do it, ideally. Yeah. If 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 Bo and Cable and Tom and Josh and Jolliffe and everyone's we're all hunting together, we're we're not the we're not the type of guys that's gonna that's gonna have some ducks finishing on a string coming in into the pocket. We're gonna let them all light, and then we're gonna cut down on them on the water. No, <laughs> right. we're not. We're not gonna. We're not gonna do that. It's not as much fun. It's yeah. you know. It, it's just. It's just not. Now, if we've got uh, Luke and Lane and uh, the the kids and everyone with us and everything, 
we might we might try to finish those oh, birds. Dude, I'm hoping Henry shoots his first duck off the water this year. We right, right. You're, we're gonna fin- we're gonna finish those birds down. Daddies are gonna be are gonna be making sure that their kids are on target, and they have priority. If those birds get up if, before before everyone's ready, that's when it's time to start being careful because we can't just start shooting now. We've yeah. got kids that are on the ready line, ready to ready to go. They've got a hot weapon in their hands, and we want to. Everything needs to be safe, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not how we ideally want to do it, water swatting, uh, but sometimes it's how we end up. It's hard, but it's hardly and, unethical, though. Right? It's what I said. It's hardly unethical. I don't think it's unethical at all. You're there to it's, you're there to to shoot ducks. Yeah. Um, you've already, like you said, you've already bought all the gear. You've right. bought the shotgun. You've bought the good shells. You've replaced your dog's ACLs, and now the ducks on the water. You think? You think right. No. Would you or I probably stand up like you did with those redheads to try to get it, get them up to shoot them out of there? The only yeah. reason we didn't shoot them, if it had been my decoys, we were shooting them in the decoys. <laughs> it, it was. It was because they were Josh's brand new flocked head Dakotas when they first came out. But it's like those those redheads that come out of nowhere right. end up. You're like, damn, there's ducks sitting in the decoys. How where'd they come right. from? Right. So yeah. the way it, like I said, we don't want to be there. We don't want it to go down that way. But when it does, and especially, all right, take it for like this. Uh, it's a clear morning, real cold. Bunch of birds were on the hole the day before. You get out there. It's ten minutes till legal, and here they come. Mm. They're piling in. That's when that's when you start assigning targets to everyone. Hey, you or, or a clock azimuth. Hey, you're taking everything. You're taking everything from from the nine thirty to the eleven. Yeah. You're eleven to twelve. You're eleven thirty to one. Overlap them. And guys, when I can, when it's legal, I'm going to count down from three, two, one, <laughs> shoot them. And just like just like a, just like any good infantry squad leader, the squad leader is going to initiate the ambush. Mm-hmm. with the first shot so <laughs> i will you know. say that's probably how most of the water swatting occurs oh yeah first light you're waiting for legal the ducks are on the water and it's like oh, now yeah. literally they're sitting ducks yeah so <laughs> and like my dad said he say i never understood the term sitting duck a sitting duck is harder to kill than a flying one in my opinion <laughs> he said look you look at it a duck that's sitting on the sitting on the water 40 yards away He's got his. He's down in the water. He's got his wings folded under him. He's got you know. If he didn't have his head stretched up and everything, he's kind of he's kind of protecting himself. He said one forty yards away, man. He's spread. He's spread. All his head stretched, and neck stretched out, and everything. It's, yeah, but he's moving. I don't yeah. Know. Well, to to the, to my old man, it never. It didn't matter if you were moving or standing still. He 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 was hitting it. Yeah. 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 He uh, great shot, but. Um, yeah, sometimes it's how you end up, but uh, and that's not that's just that's me. If there was someone in my blind that said, "Man, I don't want to shoot them on the water," hey, man, I get it. Mm-hmm. We're gonna shoot them on the water, and you you've got you get them when they get up. Right, I, I totally understand. You're and, and that, that's cool. Yeah, whatever. Yep. So, uh, do you remember when we were in our early twenties and the uh, the full body decoy craze started? Mm-hmm. Does anybody still use those? Full bodies, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We we run we run them during the season. Okay, uh, especially. I, I mean, because it, when they first came out, I mean, I have like a dozen beautiful mallards that are in the garage, and I used them for the first time this past season. I think in six or seven years, mm-hmm. and it was just number one because I'm a walk-in hunter, right? Like I don't have I've never had a boat, right? And it's like I carry all these things, 
Or then number two, when I started leasing land, when I got tired of doing, not, I don't think tired is the right word. I got older, I had kids. The option of leaving the house at 2 a.m. to get to the spot was like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. So you start leasing duck holes instead, right? Uh-huh. And it was like, well, now I don't even need these because I, I know there was 20 ducks on here. I need to shoot six, and I only need a dozen decoys to do that. Right. And when you look at a when you look at a hole or you look at ducks that are out feeding everything on a scout when you're on glass and everything, it it takes a very, very content and secure hole for birds to come off the water, wander up onto the bank, be resting resting there. Mm. That's some content birds. And if you're if that's what you, if you if you're expanding your spread into some full bodies up onto a point and everything, I mean that's just a it's something that the it's something that the last 20 groups they saw might not have been doing and it yeah. might set you apart in a, in a, in a crowded area. That's got a lot of pressure in it. it might set you apart. So as a guide, it's something that you guys still do 100% every time. Absolutely. Not, not every time, uh, not every time. It depends on the hole. Okay. Uh, uh, it depends on the hole and it depends on like, like the hole you hunted with us last year, the, the salt pond. We, uh, there's that one little that there's that one little strip that comes off right there, and a lot of times on the scout you'll see birds sitting up on that on that little low spot. They're they're in a half inch deep of water, but they're still yeah. standing there, and that's what that's where we'll put the full bodies, and uh, it it works out. Yeah, it works out. Um, do you ever repaint or touch up your decoys? Uh, I don't. I repaint them at the car wash. Is what I do. I, you know, they, we get them so muddy and everything. I'll I'll spray them off in the driveway with the pressure washer and everything. But uh, no, I don't repaint. Uh, I figure if your decoy is starting to look that bad, I mean, Time no to scrap them. No one's. I'm not gonna. No one's. I'm not made of money. Uh, but man, I don't mind buying decoys every year and re-rigging them and having some brand new ones and just augmenting your spread because you never know, man, when that day comes where. The, the the golden ticket's gonna be to get out on the get out on the wetland and every decoy that you and your neighbor own out there and draw traffic in on a on a north wind day you know mm-hmm. just put the biggest most gnarliest spread you can out there and make sure they're all in the sun and it's it, that's I me mean, that's good times that's that's always a fun hunt when you're pulling in birds that you don't even see yeah because you're so big that's, that's, that's fun. <laughs> Indeed. All right, Bo, let's take our last break here. We'll come back and uh, continue talking decoy spreads and uh, how you manage unhappy customers because sometimes the birds just don't cooperate. Uh, That segment of the presentation was proudly brought to you by Stealth Cam and the Deceptor wireless trail camera. The image quality on this thing is incredible. Uh, It's brand spanking new. You can pick one up, though, for like 130 bucks, I think. Uh, data plans as cheap as $5 a month. It's the Deceptor, and you can find it at StealthCam.com. We'll be right back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor My Show. My first rifle was a 243. And Papa gave Daddy and Daddy gave to me. 
The granddaddy of all hunting shows is back. The 2023 Hunters Extravaganza, August 18th through the 20th at the Freeman Coliseum Expo Hall. Fun for the whole family. Check out hunting seminars, all the latest hunting equipment, last season's best bucks from our annual deer contest, and for the little hunters, games, live alligators, snakes, and more. For details and tickets, go to huntersextravaganza.com. August 18th through the 20th at the Freeman Coliseum Expo Hall. The 2023 Hunters extravaganza let me tell you about the armor side 640 contractor it is the industry leading thermal technology and a very user-friendly rifle scope a 640 armor core 12 micro made in the usa thermal core it's got a four hour onboard recording four hour runtime on a full charge usb and wi-fi streaming uh, eight user selectable reticles and six color palettes and the most user-friendly interface out there because you're operating these things in the dark. So uh, that's very important. You can find the contractor, the 640, or its little brother, the 320, right there at Armorsite.com. There's a reason for the sunshine sky. There's a reason why I'm feeling so high. Must be the season when that love light classic from the Bellamy Brothers bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Cable Smith riding shotgun with you as always. Thanks for dropping by. We're still visiting with uh, everybody's favorite Cajun duck guide, Beau Saucier. Before we get back into that discussion though, this segment brought to you by NUMA Outdoors. And here's the cool thing. I just re-upped on the uh, NUMA contract. So now this will, this will be year three. Um, of working with NUMA, Texas-owned. They think and believe the way that you and I do, right? And not saying if you're uh, not from Texas that you don't as well, uh, but conservative values, pro-Second Amendment, and pro-hunting above all else. And you will get 20% off anything you order on their website with my promo code LONESTAR20 when you check out at numaoutdoors.com. Oh, and don't forget, Lifetime warranty on all their outdoor apparel. That's crazy because I beat the hell out of it. Uh, but I haven't had to use the warranty because it takes a licking and keeps on ticking. Uh, that's NUMA, P-N-U-M-A, outdoors.com. Highly recommend the new Renegade pant as well. All right, we'll pick it back up here with Bo. Uh, let's talk some decoy spreads. I know when I first started duck hunting, you know, I was reading every piece of hunting literature, waterfowling literature that I could get my hands on. Because I didn't, you know, I was teaching myself. I had one buddy took me and he lived out of town and then he went back to school and it was like, okay, here's this thing that you introduced me to that I fell in love with. I have a dog and I have a shotgun and I have a dozen decoys. Well, now what the hell do I do? And, uh, and so it was like the J hook, you know, mm-hmm. uh, does the, does the, uh, J hook still stand up? The. I mean, a, yeah, a J hook. I mean, it's it's one of the fun, it's one of the like, fundamental eh, eh. it's one of the fundamental spreads. And but the fact that you and I are talking about the same spread that you know, you want to set yourself apart from it. Decoy decoying these ducks as long as you stick to the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. As long as you stick to the fundamentals and realize that your decoys are there to serve as it's to it's to draw their attention to the hole. And make it look like content, realistic birds are there. 
And then there, the, if you're not, if you can do whatever you want, as long as you're observing the fundamentals of the wind, uh, you're trying not to have them looking straight down your throat when, when they're finishing, mm-hmm. uh, if they're finishing from the side a little bit, uh, that's, that's perfect. Or if they're kind of, if they're kind of, you know, 15 degree deflection or more kind of coming, coming towards you, but at an angle, that's great too. Uh, I'd love to go back in time and get a drone shot of my early decoy spreads, dude. I'm sure they were. It was probably a straight line of decoys with a little hook on the end. Oh, yeah. Well, dude, we killed birds on Ray Roberts all the time with the, sh- the terrible decoys. Oh, probably a horrible spread. I couldn't tell you the last time. I Now, the general idea of a J-hook, sure. But now the spread is usually like a pocket of ducks here and a pocket of ducks here. And maybe a little line coming off of it. And mm-hmm. then, you know... Some teal closer to the bank and the, just a big mess. The way to the way the way right. So there's a probably a gazillion people in North Texas that hunt hunt potholes. Uh, are going to be listening to this, and they'll uh, generally a lot of them will agree with me. When you're hunting one of these Texas potholes, let's say you have a, an honorable win, a, a win that the ducks must honor. Yep. They, they've got they've got to land into it because it's too strong to not do anything else. And that thing's steady. That's going to be a good morning if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you put your you so if it's strong enough, there's certain spots of your hole that you can just x out. They they can't they can't slash possibly will not light over there. Yeah. So that cuts that cuts all that. We don't even have to pay attention to that. That's that's the area they're going to be making their final approach over because mm-hmm. the wind's blowing so hard. Out of the area that I've got left, where's the sun going to hit first? Because I want sun on my decoys as soon as I can get it. And out of that area, where were the where are the ducks generally wanting to hold? Where are they wanting to be? If that if the if if you're if where they want to hold up is in the sun anyway, man, you know, just start at the sun and work it work it back towards mm-hmm. uh towards the uh towards wherever you're at. And then if you don't have a permanent blind set up. Set up where you can bring the most fire on that on that air on that engagement area that you determined based off those factors. So you, you brought up a good point. Permanent blind uh, as a guide. I mean, you have you'll have nice blinds. We do that are semi permanent and tough to move. So you have to kind of honor that. And the wind might the wind could be the could be wrong. So then, what do you do on a small pothole? Where you say, okay, I'm pot committed. I'm sitting in this blind. The wind is not ideal, but can I get these? Can I can I manipulate things to where maybe I'm shooting the ducks in the ass, but still you, getting shots? You sure you sure can. If it's the right hole, you can you can shoot them. You can you can finish them over the top of the blind mm-hmm. and shoot them and shoot them from the rear. And a lot of times, what will happen? I think we did that one time. We we, did, we have we yeah. have, and you saw what happened when you start cutting down on them when they're about two feet off the water. They see all that splashing and everything from the from the the overshot and the misses and the other ducks falling and everything. They freak out. What's the first thing they want to do? They want to get away from that disturbance. Yeah, and they're gonna put it into the wind, which is coming right back over the top of you, and you. You can you can get them again like that. When it works out great like that, boy, that's that's fun. Yeah, it it wasn't this past year, but I think it was like three or four seasons ago. You're like, all right, boys, we're gonna be we're gonna be shooting them in the butt today. Mm-hmm. And we got those uh, we got we got some geese to do the same thing for yeah. us that day. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That was. Um, what about 
and since you have clients from all different backgrounds, all different, uh, all different um, financial situations, some want to buy the 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 cheap loads, right? Mm-hmm. Even though they just paid to go on a guided hunt, right? right? Uh, some will come with like super premium loads, right? Do you see many guys show up with like the creme de la creme, like the bismuth or the tungsten that are, you know, three, four dollars a shot? And, I do. And how does it perform in your opinion? What the, the guys that bring out the, the, uh, the small batch stuff, like mm-hmm. those, the, I had a guy, uh, a good buddy of mine, he was shooting, uh, he was shooting these, uh, a 16 gauge and he was shooting the boss 16 gauge through it. Mm-hmm. And number one, I mean, JT is a fabulous shot, but the, the way, the way this, these, these shells were putting these birds down. I mean, yeah, he can, he knows how to place a shot for sure, but just the terminal, the terminal aspect of these shells, I was very impressed by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, man, I need to get me a, need to get me a bag of those. They don't even come in a box. They come in a, a, a little burlap bag. Huh. You get a 25 of them in a bag. I didn't know that. Yeah. But then again, I only shoot Kent, but there's yeah. their, I think their bismuth, Boxes are like ten loads. Oh yeah, well the ones you gave me last year, the the Kent shells that you gave me last year, I I used every one of them. I think I even stole a few of them out of your bag that I was supposed to bring here today. <laughs> yeah. So that's another thing. So I left my the, so it was the last weekend of the season, and I that it was JoJo and I's last hunt, and it was Saturday. There was still Sunday, but I was I think we were going. I was taking the kids to church or doing something, and uh, and I got home and I was like, where is the dog's collar? You know, I need to charge it up. She, I'll need to train her this week or whatever. Just go through my routine. Where's all my, st- I was like, ah, oh, damn it. I left that on your, on your buggy, on your Polaris or whatever it is. And then today you're coming here and I'm like, all right, bring my, we were texting yesterday. I was like, bring my blind bag. And then he gets to the freaking door and he's empty handed. And I'm like, well, yeah, it started off like, bastard. it started <laughs> off like, Hey man, let's grab some lunch and everything. And, uh, I'll bring your bag. Uh, yeah, cool. Well, hey, why don't we do an interview? Uh, just meet me at the studio. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. I, I got so I got so wrapped up around the interview, I forgot the damn bag. So, it's all right. Yeah, uh, the dog doesn't need it now anyway. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, you don't need you don't need a blind bag at the vet. Um. So, where do you guys guide? Where does uh, Outlaw do most of their guiding? We're in North Texas. We've got properties all the way from. Uh, uh, Montague County over to Fannin County, then into Collin County, uh, Grayson County, and uh, and some some in Cook County. So mm-hmm. we're, we're we've got a we've got a good little territory, and uh, we're uh, we're having fun we're, we're having fun with it. We've been uh, we've been going now since 2012, be going into our eleventh uh, season, and uh, we're super pumped. We got uh, got great properties, great great landowner partners. Uh, the uh our regulars that have been with us for some of them some of them for the entirety of the time we've been here uh our hunters man i can't i can't thank those guys enough because any any of the any guy will tell you any guy that's been doing it a long time you're you're a a repeat customer is everything Mm -hmm. it's everything and uh we try to please everyone we try to we try to we scout we scout our butts off uh and uh, we try to give everyone the best experience we can. Man, sometimes you know, sometimes they just it, they just don't do it. 
sometimes they don't do it. Uh, we had a couple of a couple of days last year that uh, man, it just didn't go the way we wrote it. Mm-hmm. You know, it just didn't. And uh, you got to do what you can. And uh, let me get off on another one here. When if you are a, if you are a hunter, I'll speak I'll speak for all the guides that happen to be out there that listen to this. If you go, if you book a guided trip and it something happens and it turns out bad, there's no one that feels as bad about that as your guide. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if you bring that, if you bring it up to him, if you start discussing possibilities, uh, cause we know how hard people work for their money and it's, we are not out here to get something that we didn't, we didn't earn. Oh, the, this didn't happen on purpose. Right. You know, we, when we scouted, when we, we scout, I mean, what are we going to do? Scout and not go where there's, you know, and some days they just, they just don't show up. They do not do it the right way. If you find yourself in that situation with a guide, trust me, it's just as awkward for him as it is for you. Talk to, talk to your guide, talk to, if it's not, if it's not this season, next season, you know, what can we do, man? What, you know, they will, before you go and trash these guys over something that was out of their control, they want you to talk to them. Then, you know, a lot of times they'll, they'll offer. Now I know a lot of guys who are, who are booked up every day of the season and they don't, they don't have, they can't squeeze a rehunt anywhere. Mm-hmm. There's always next season. Let's, let's talk about next season, you know? Yeah. Uh, and if they're so, booked up every day of the season, then it's probably for a good reason. Like they're probably killing ducks and it just happened to right. not work out that day. Right. So, uh, and it happens, you know, yeah. uh, it happens. Dude, I, when, so, when that happens and I'm there, it, it, it could be ducks. It could be a, a hog hunt. It could, you know, it could be anything mm-hmm. we've got that. I feel bad for the guide mm-hmm. more than I feel bad. For, I mean, I'm blessed. I get to go hunting all the time. Right. Right. I, you know, I'm looking at the guide and a lot of time, the guy's my buddy, like we are. And I'm, I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh man, I feel, I feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause I know y'all are struggling through it. You're like, right. You're sweating it. Talk to the where, outfitter. Talk where's to the-, the fine line between, uh, eh, this hunt wasn't a bang up, but it wasn't bad either. So, you know, uh, if they start complaining, then it's like, dude, you know, we're, what do you, where's the line? Where is that? That's the thing. That's a that's, tough question. And that's what, if, if we can, if we can, we want everyone to be happy. Yeah. And if, and if, and if it's, if you've got the availability and I've got the availability, let's do it again. Mm-hmm. That might not be the case all the time. It, it just, it might not. And, uh, the best, but the best thing you can do, if you're, if you're unsatisfied with your, with your experience and your hunt, the best thing you can do is talk to, talk to, talk to the outfitter. Let them know, hey, bro, can we, can we do this again? So what about when guys just can't shoot? That is another problem. <laughs> right. That is, no, you were afforded multiple opportunities to fill that strap. Uh-huh. I've, seen a, I've seen a hunt, I can remember it right now. There was, uh, there was 38 birds showed up to that hole that morning. You know how I know how there was 38? Because only two got out. You know? mm-hmm. That was... Uh, you put you put anyone else but that crew in that hole that morning, those customers, shoot man, that, that's a that's a ten bird hunt maybe. Yeah. You know? When I when I scout now, there's some groups I have and they know who they are. They these you know they just don't miss. Yeah. And uh, there's some groups I'm like, okay, I've got the such and such group tomorrow. All right, who's got what? <laughs> oh, there's there's 
about a hundred holding on this one over here. There's about, okay, so this group, a hundred, that's going to be 20 kilos. They're going to kill 20% <laughs> of what they shoot at. Uh-huh. You know, so that's, that's, we can, we can count that as a 20 strap. Uh, then there's, oh man, there's about 50 on this hole. Oh, okay. That's going to be a limit for the, the four man, uh, group over here. Cause those mm-hmm. dudes don't miss it's when, yeah, shooting and shooting effectively is two different things. You know, uh, man, people don't realize how much time they have, you know, it's take, take your time. And the steel shots fast, man. It's going 1550 feet per second. What I tell people, like, hey, especially on a, a real close-in hole, like, don't come off the bird. Like, the tip of his beak, wherever it's pointing, whichever direction he's going, whether it's, you know, whatever, the tip of his beak, don't give up the tip of his beak, whichever direction he's facing, you're going to cover him up, you know, but you got to keep moving with him. You got to follow through. You got to follow him as you, as you squeeze off. But yeah, we've had some good shooters. We've had some bad shooters, and, uh, and and you know, just like just like a bad day, shoot, it happens, man. I, talk, I was talking to one of my buddies uh, back home in Louisiana one year. I was like, man, you ever have one of those years where you like, where you just you just start crippling stuff and just he was like, yeah. Like, but then he but then he was like, but back here we just shoot them with lead. So it was an issue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. Man, you you ever have one of those years? Like, yeah, you getting you getting like a cripple slump. Yeah, <laughs> you started laughing about it. I said, yeah, you know, you get you get those you get those years where you just you just you cannot miss. You yeah. yeah. Notice you, you know, man, I only went through a half a case of shells this year. What is the website where can folks find you guys? Uh, we are www.huntoutlaw.com, uh, and. Uh, we have a Facebook page. You can find us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Outlaw Outfitters LLC, um, and you can uh, you can call me personally. My numbers my numbers on there, and uh, just go ahead and give our our Facebook a like, follow. Uh, we we follow you. They can find it on your page. Or oh yeah, well we've been friends a long time, man, and uh, I look forward to that uh, that continued friendship and the camaraderie in the in the duck blind and the dove field over the years it's uh, it's been a lot of fun and absolutely and we're uh, we're only in our 40s so we still got a lot more a lot more memories to make we do we do we got to stay healthy thanks for making the trip you're quite welcome I'll bring your bag next time <laughs> so there you have it talking ducks with our good friend a longtime buddy Bo Saucier of Outlaw Outfitters um, and you want to have a hoot Book a hunt with Bo and, and get him telling jokes in the duck blind. He's a he's a great storyteller. Uh, that segment of the show was brought to you by Big and J Whitetail Attractants and my good friends Josh and Becky Gunther at Rustic Reminders Taxidermy. Uh, if you do shoot that wall hanger duck this season, hey, they've got locations in Marion and San Antonio. They've done a, a bunch of duck mounts for me. Uh, they look absolutely amazing, and I've had bad ones, man. I've. <laughs> I've gone through a, I've gone through a few duck taxidermists. Uh, no, they do impeccable work. They answer the phone when you call, and you can find them at gr the number eight mounts.com. Unfortunately, we are out of time for today. Got to go. Got to get out of here. Thanks to Bo. Thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Thanks to you, the listener, for being a part of SCI's Lone Star Outdoors show. Until next time, Cable Smith saying y'all have a great week in the outdoors. Lately. Fade through the mirror Within I, within I To push it on At times
swim till I shiver We deny, we deny to push it on Cause we don't say no 